Hey everybody, it's Shiny Unicorn. It is April 15th, 2022, and I, I'm i still with COVID, and so I'm not feeling kind of camera ready today, and I thought, you know what, I just smoked a joint. Yeah, don't judge me, I still smoked a joint. I have a lot to say still, and I miss my audience, and I miss chatting with you, so I, instead of a pillow talk, I'm going to do a voice talk, and you can just use your imagination about what I might be looking like um, when I'm speaking to you. I am so fucking happy that I now make content for my fan page with another couple who also, like, loves making content for their fan page because it is, like, two two sets of friends, like, because they're a couple, right? We literally make money together when we hang out. Like, I I literally, I have one video of us that I did sell um, on, on the platform and so far it's brought me almost $600 and like that's one video yeah it was 29 minutes and I think the reason I I like the video so much and priced it accordingly is it's not just a porno this is like not just sex you know what I'm saying it's the flirting it's the giggling it's the real awkwardness the real genuine enthusiasm in our faces um yeah I think it it is the other parts too but for me, wow, what I would have done to have access to this kind of scenery when I was considering whether I wanted to have a threesome, because all you see is the corn threesome, right? And like, and like how it goes down with, with, with really good editing, frankly, there's not a lot of downtime in porn, right? Like, you know, like where, when do they breathe? Do they take a bathroom break? You'll never know because they edit it out, you know? So, um, to see real people have real fun and real three-way dynamics, I think is, it's fun because you're, it's not acting. It's genuine sexual chemistry interacting and basically like combusting into like this beautiful scene. And you are luckily there to be a voyeur through the lens. And I feel like it's art. I don't, I don't make porn. Like I don't, I don't sell any of my content outside of my fan page ever. I'll never put a video on a porn site. It's just not the the avenue I'm going. And so when I do have content to sell, it is rare. It is going to be uh, priced accordingly, but it's also very rich, like very rich in content and energy. And I think for the most part, it's just my face that's uh, unblurred. Everybody else in the Springer community that I play with like needs a blurred face. Um, so you get to see my face, but um, it's just such a rare opportunity. And I mean, some of the hotel party content that I used to be able to sell, I, I have it still, but I'm still looking for a suitable way to 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 sell it if, if people are interested. But right now I'm just holding on to it. Um, those are the hotel parties that I uh, threw when we had COVID lockdowns and we, you know, five people gathered in a hotel room and we had a party and because all the clubs were closed and like, oh my God, was it ever, it was like an IV of, of, of the lifestyle in our arms while we got through a lockdown. Like it was like, okay, there's no clubs. We can't go and intermix at clubs, but like, let's go to a hotel party. Let's go and with people we already know and have some music and you know do some do some naughty things so so those are videos I also have but um but yeah so anyways that was one of the topics that I wanted to mention I also did have uh, an interesting thing happen to me recently and I thought I'd be on camera for this story but because I just I just like have to tell you guys like because it's just that life moves fast I'm gonna have more things to say you know um I did have a blast from the past so I got a text from one of my ex-boyfriends from about 12 years ago 
he suddenly texted me and said, wow, 7 million views. And so I knew exactly what he was talking about because my channel has uh, breached the 7 million view count now. Um, my whole channel, not just one video, but like my whole Trying Unicorn channel. And so it was really funny because I was like, oh my God, I'm so outed. Like I'm outed to people from my past. But I honestly couldn't wait for this specific ex. His name is MB. I'll just put MB. I almost couldn't wait for him to find out because I knew that he would be supportive. I knew that he would be like, hey, that's pretty cool, you know, um, and non-judgmental. And, and he did. And, and he was. And he, it's funny because he was less phased by the fact that I'm like this hardcore swinger so much. And he was just more impressed that I actually had built this kind of social influencer architecture and career um, out of it. Like he was just like, wow, like you've got a fan page. You got, you know, how many, this is how many fans. Like he knew all my stats. I was impressed. Um, and so was he, which was nice. And uh, it was nice. We had a little go talk down memory lane. And I remember like saying to him, do you remember when we had sex on the, on the washing machine? And he's like, no, this guy, this guy has no memories of our sex, frankly. And I remember, oh no, I remember. I was like, we were in some of your, one of your friends, random apartment building laundromats. And we were waiting for him to get home and we had no like time to kill. And I said, I remember you lifted my ass up and put it on that washer and fuck me. And I was like, I loved it. Like, <laughs> I remember. And so he didn't remember, but it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I remember. <laughs> Girls remember the time when they get picked up and fucked. Okay. Let's just say it's a good memory. Uh, it's consensual, obviously. So anyways, we went through a few more memories and I actually did send him the video link of one of my videos that I called um, the first time I ate ass. It was a pillow talk video and it was actually about him. <laughs> so I sent it to him. Uh, what I found to be really interesting is that literally 24 hours prior to me hearing from this specific person, I had actually spoken about him with R on the video where I was talking about old sex stories. And, um, and he was one of the stories that I told. And it's funny because that's how energy works sometimes. You can literally summon people or like rattle their cage energetically. And it's up to them if they want to reciprocate. But yeah, then suddenly he's in my DMs. And uh, it, was quite, it was quite a fun catch up. So uh, he is looking hotter than ever. He sent me some pictures. Like I think I left a puddle on my seat. It was really, even though I really, and I said this to him on the phone, I, oh, cause we talked on the phone and I said, you know, yes, you look really hot now and everything. I was like, but I loved your body back then too. I loved the person inside always. And so he was, cause he looks so different now, right? He's all chiseled and shit. And I was like, honestly, I liked your squishy. I did. I liked, I like people for people and, uh, if they are squishy or if they're toned, good for them. Um, but I like people for people. So anyways, it was really fun. And, um, yeah, so this is kind of just like an experimental kind of concept of like a podcast style thing. I know my voice sounds a little bit odd. I'm still, I'm still getting over the COVID cold. Um, and by the way, let me just make a point about that. It's funny. I got COVID this week and I have been so fucking grateful every single day to wake up with a cold, just happy that I have a cold. Why on earth would I be happy that I have a cold? You ask, well, I was fearing hospitalization. And so when you fear something and then you get it so much better than that, you become grateful for the experience of the cold instead of miserable about the experience of the cold. Like, did I still want to have a cold? No. What did it suck to not leave my apartment for five days? Like I'm on, I'm on day four and I'm getting a little antsy. Okay. Um, 
it, no, but I honestly, every single day woke up and I was grateful that I could breathe well. Um, even if I have a cough, I was grateful that my heart wasn't racing and I was grateful that I felt safe. And that's not what a lot of people feel when they get COVID. So I just felt grateful. And it really gave me the lesson, the re-lesson of expectation management. Expectation management is one of the most important ways to help manage your own happiness in life. And it sometimes you have to keep reevaluating your expectations of people, of 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 events, of, of of things, of how much joy you're supposed to be getting out of something. Maybe you need to reevaluate that. I know that for some women, we uh, especially women. I know I don't know men that well in terms of their emotional stuff, but we tend to like build up an expectation of a guy when we like are dating them or are friends with them in a really good friendship or something, and like we build up this expectation of what we hope, right? for our friendship or for our dynamic. And then when we don't reach that or, or whatnot, it can be very disappointing. And it's all of that is kind of this, in this artificial land, right? It's not real. It's in our heads, but it's, it's real to us. Um, and so expectation management. So if you want to bring that home, that topic home, sometimes you have to manage your expectations of people. And sometimes you can have hope for somebody, but you have to be able to manage what you can expect from people. I guess what I'd like to say to, to circle up that is when I wake up every day happy that I have a cold, I know it's possible to trick your brain into being happy about things based on how you think about them. And that's how I want to apply that into my life with expectation management and into my heart. So I think it's funny because it's actually forced me to, uh, I was talking with R about this, to reevaluate my own life goals and expectations because I did have an expectation that I'd find a partner that would be just as you know unique and as just as much of a unicorn as me frankly because you would have to be just to accommodate somebody like me first of all um but not just that I thought I'd have a partner I thought I would have somebody that I would spend all of my swinging days and and life days with but to be honest I'm starting to wonder if it's fair to expect that from this from this lifetime and if that's not true and I'm not going to end up with a guy who makes me happy and makes me feel special um, and all of that, then maybe I should reevaluate my expectations on that. And maybe, and even though I don't like polyamory, um, maybe there's something to solo poly because then I'm kind of a free agent always and I like the idea of not being locked down to somebody because technically every single time I've been close to having a boyfriend I almost like hyperventilated on the inside because I don't want to feel caged I don't want to feel like my freedom is being taken away even though I don't have urges to go and and have sex with other people and everything all of that like that much it's just like I want the freedom to be able to do that and I know that they want the freedom to be able to do that too the problem for me is I'm, I've come to a, a learning in life that the shiny new object shit is real and guys will run off. And um, even if you don't want them to, just if something more exciting comes along, even if it's temporary. So I've just, I've just kind of had to learn to manage my expectations maybe in the future for different friends that maybe it's too much to expect them to actually just want to be my friend for that long. Maybe it's they didn't get as much out of me as I got out of them. And if that's true, then that would reduce my expectations of what they would want from me. So I know I feel like I'm going in a circle, but my goodness, have I ever been in my head these last few months? The last thing I will say is I do have posts on my website that I don't promote because they're intimate. 
and I don't need to flash that shit across my YouTube or anything. But I do have journal posts. And the last one I wrote is called How to Release the Pain of a Broken Heart. And I had changed the title from saying How to Release the Anger from a Broken Heart. So it does have a tinge of um, anger and pain. <laughs> um, and it's a bit of poetry, but it's also ener- I'm an energy healer. And it's, it's kind of a guided five-step thing that I did to walk through some stages of some pretty heavy emotional shit and uh, and try to come out the other side. And um, everyone's got their heart broken in life, and I've had mine a few times. And um, it's not easy to find your way back out of that darkness again and, and, um, and grief and pain and anger. And I, it can feel like it's a cycle, and you can feel like repetition and rumination are haunting you. And I, I struggle with that. I'm an overthinker. I struggle with those things. And so I, um, I was hoping that that little journal post diary post that I wrote would help somebody if they're also struggling in some way to release the pain and anger of a broken heart because it fucking sucks doesn't it and frankly one broken heart is too many from one from one person anyways this is my first concept of like a podcast style video I hope you like it it's what I can offer right now when I'm on COVID other than um some backup content that I already have but I wanted to talk to you guys so thanks for being here thanks for listening And I hope to chat with you guys again really soon. And I hope to see you again really soon.